0: Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 1 to 20. Listen to this story about Jesus and may it reveal more to you about what God wants you to hear today. They stepped out. Let's start over. They came to the other side of the sea. Then they stepped out to the country of the Gerasenes. And when he had stepped out of the boat immediately, a man of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain, for he had been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart and the shackles he broke to pieces, and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of him, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him earnestly not to send him out of the country. Now there were on the hillside a great herd of swine that was feeding, and the unclean spirits begged him, Send us into the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank, into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. The swine herds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came to see what had happened. They came to see Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and and to the swine reported it. Then they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus refused and said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you heard that story before? I want to say good morning once again to all of you who are here today on this um, Epiphany Sunday, which is Also, uh, Caring Ministries Sunday for our church. I want to say hi to those who are at home, um, watching on Facebook Live or on YouTube. If you're in your living room right now, pay attention. Um, you got to catch their attention somehow. They're at home. They're on the couch. Um, Our Bible story for today is one that you probably have heard before if you've been around church very much. It's a story about Jesus when he gets in a boat and crosses to the other side of the sea. And he meets a man who is described this way. A man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit. A man of the tombs with an unclean spirit. His problems are well documented in this story. First, he lives in a place where the dead are buried. So this is really um, not a very um, desirable piece of real estate, if you know what I mean. Uh, His living situation is fraught, and it is less than ideal. He was constantly acting out. He was acting strange. He was acting as if he had a mental illness of some kind. He was put in shackles and chains by his neighbors, which tells us that he was socially ostracized and outcast because of the way he was living. It says that he was even doing himself harm, bruising and cutting himself. He doesn't seem to have a job. He doesn't seem to have close family relationships. He is a man of the tombs. He's a person with a lot going on. And this man's issues the things going on in in his life are not just physical or emotional or relational or financial or psychological, they're also spiritual. When Jesus meets him, it is the unclean spirits, the demons that are inside of this man that speak. My name is Legion, for we are many. Sounds like something out of a movie, doesn't it? There were many things going wrong in this man's life. What I notice about this story as I read it is that Jesus cares about the whole person. He cares about this, this, whole, this man as a whole person. He doesn't compartmentalize what is going on, but Jesus comes to heal and help and love and forgive and change, not one little part, but the whole thing, a whole life. Jesus sends the unclean spirits out of this man into a herd of pigs and the pigs go running down the hill and they start squealing like this and they go off the cliff into the sea where they drown, this whole 2,000 um, pig herd. And when, they, when this happens, the swine herds, which are the, kind of like shepherds but less cute, the swine herds, they see it and hear it and they go into town to tell everybody about it. And you know, this is something we know about, bad news travels fast, Right? What just happened? Something terrible? I'm going to go tell everybody about it. And so the people from town, from this community, they come out to see what has happened. It's like driving, you know, and there's an accident on the side of the road. And why is traffic going so slow? Because everybody's rubbernecking, right? Everybody slows down to take a look. Oh, just a little look. What what does it look like over there with that flipped over car or that, that family changing a tire on the side of the road? Bad news travels fast. And we all pause to take a look. Oftentimes, um, this is the way it is when something is going wrong in somebody's life. It can become a kind of gossip, you know? I don't mean it's malicious, but it's talking about the things of somebody else's life. That's gossip. Sharing the story of somebody else's um, uh, mishaps, problems, issues. But what I want to talk with you today about is holy gossip, holy gossip. Last week, we talked about holy dissatisfaction. Today, I want to talk with you about holy gossip. So regular gossip is just telling somebody else's story, telling what happened with them, telling what's going on, what's up, Um, and sometimes it can be those salacious details that you really just kind of savor telling. That's kind of regular gossip. We know about that. You're you're not supposed to do that, okay? Balcony, you're not supposed to do that. That's just a, a note for you. Sometimes it feels informational. You should know what's going on in somebody's life, but it kind of comes out as sort of gossip. Okay, but that kind of gossip, that kind of like here's the bad news story gossip is incomplete at best. It's incomplete because it only focuses on the negative and the wrong and the hurt in life. It misses the chance to tell the whole story. All of us have a bigger story of what's going on in our lives, and it includes the good news of the ways that God is with us the ways that we are changing, the ways that something is going uh, in the right direction. So it's incomplete, regular gossip, but holy gossip goes further. Watch what happens in this story from Jesus. Watch the way that this kind of regular gossip or bad news is transformed. With what happens with the man in the tombs and the unclean spirits and the pigs that are jumping off a cliff and how this story in the Bible is transformed from regular gossip, bad news, into holy gossip, into something good, into something that we can learn from and use in our own lives. I'll, I'll lay it out for you, so just hang with me. The townspeople return after hearing about all this bad news. They return to the scene of the crime, but when they get there, they find this demoniac, as he is known sitting up in his right mind, fully clothed with Jesus, the same man who had all these terrible experiences and things in his life, who had lived such a wild and rough life, whose problems were well known to them. They're well documented in our story. They were also well known in the community. They knew about that guy. I mean, I guess in a way we could say we don't want to be that guy, but somebody was. He was sitting there with Jesus in a whole different way, they couldn't believe it. They were kind of disturbed by it. It says that they were even afraid. What a huge change. Here, here they were operating the way most people do. They had seen something bad in this man's life. The herd of pigs had been you know, possessed by demons and jumped off a cliff, and then they reported it. They told it. I don't know if it's gossip exactly. It's kind of sharing bad news. But now there's this hopeful, positive change that's coming over this man. Something is different. And it's happening because of a person named Jesus. So they're afraid. They don't know what to do with themselves. And this is a whole new script. Church, this is our new script. I want us to see ourselves in this story too. Sometimes we're with Jesus. We're offering help. Sometimes we're the demoniac. We need help. But more often than not, we're like all these townspeople where we are observing, witnessing, watching, noticing, seeing the things going on around us. We observe life as it happens. So here's the challenge. We are conditioned, in a way, to focus on the bad news of life. It's easier, isn't it? It's kind of like opening up a bag of potato chips on your couch, eating it all just in one go. At the end, you don't know what you did. Who ate that bag of potato chips anyway? I think it was Abby, my daughter. Um, In a way, it is natural to us to tell the problems of the lives of other people. Here's the challenge, and this is the calling that we have as people of God. What if we were to orient ourselves as we learn to have eyes of faith to see the goodness, the love, the mercy, the help, the hope, and the healing that God is doing in our midst? What if that was the thing we talked about, we shared about, we listened for we focused on we are quick to run with kind of bad news stories around those things go around the go around the block really quickly what if there's a good news story of what God is doing a more complete story at the end of this Bible narrative the man who is healed he wants to get in the boat and go with Jesus wherever he's going I want to be your disciple I'll go where you go let me come with you but Jesus tells him this no Go home to your friends and tell them all that the Lord has done for you. Go home to your community, your friends, your family, your church. Tell them all that God has done. So he does. He goes and proclaims that good news. And this is our new script. This is what we are called to do. And I want to give it this name, Holy Gossip. Holy Gossip. The idea is that we are sharing or telling, overhearing and listening, delighting in the stories of what God is doing in our lives, delighting in the good news that is is present among us, the stories of how God is actively helping or showing mercy or making things better. So if you want to hear those kinds of stories, you've come to the right place, right? You've come to church, and that is a place for good news to be shared. Today's Caring Ministries Sunday, and it's a day where we are highlighting some of the ministries in our midst, some of the ministries of our church that have to do with how we care for each other. I thought this was a perfect Sunday to bring this idea of holy gossip, because when you hear the good news of what the caring ministries of your church are doing, it can perk up your ear. It can encourage you. It can build up your own faith. You could tell it to someone else. Some have called it Pastoral Bragging Sunday but that's okay. I'm going to do it anyway. We're going to brag. We're going to tell the good news. We're going to gossip in a holy way about what God's doing in our midst through the ministries of our church. Are you ready for that? Yeah, you are. You are. You, thank you. So listen in. Did you know that there are 32 deacons serving in our church? I'll show you. You've heard about this. Each one has a flock, a group of about 15 to 20 households that they care for, all of you who are members of the church have a deacon assigned to you. Some of you who have been here for a long time and aren't members, you also probably have a deacon assigned to you. Um, someone who prays for you, who wants to help you when things go, are rough. We have a great group of deacons. That's holy gossip. Did you know that we have a deacons fund in our church? We just took a special offering for it. This fund is used every month, every single month, to provide grocery help, gas Car repairs, rental assistance, medical bills. The bad news is that a lot of people suffer in silence in our area. The good news is that God has blessed our church with financial strength and resources so that we can meet the needs of pe- that people have. That's holy gossip. Did you know your church has a deacon's fund?: Yes. Did you know that we have a ministry in our, in our church called Caring Cuisine? You've been hearing about it today, like a meal train for those who have a surgery or a loss or um, who, could, who could really use some help. Last year, our Caring Cuisine fed dinner to 11 households who needed it. That's holy gossip. Good news. Did you know that PCLG has a prayer shawl ministry? You've been hearing about this in triplicate, where a group of knitters make beautiful prayer shawls that they deliver to people going through grief, to new moms, to people in crisis, we have about 15 people who knit. And since this uh, ministry started in 2007, the prayer shawl ministry has knitted over 300 prayer shawls. One of our members, Pat Jones, actually helped another church get their own prayer shawl ministry started. So we're like expanding the good, the, the good things that God can do in this way. That's, what is that? Holy Gossip. Did you know that PCLG has a Stephen ministry program, a group of people who are trained to walk and meet one-on-one with people over a long period of time who are going through grief or crisis, life change, and who need support? And we have 10 people on our Stephen ministry team, and since their work is confidential, you don't usually hear very much about it. You don't hear many details, but God is at work through the ministry of those Stephen ministers. And that's holy gossip. I'll tell you a story. A number of years ago, uh, there was a man in our church named Ray, and his wife was really sick for a long time. And eventually she died. And the church kicked into gear. We offered him care and love and support. After a while, we started seeing less of him. He moved out of his home and into um, uh, an assisted care facility where he lived for quite a while. And... One day, somebody came up to me and said, hey, it's the one-year anniversary of Ray's wife's death. And I thought to myself, I haven't seen Ray in six months. I haven't talked to Ray in six months. His wife just died. I'm his pastor. We're his church. Did we lose track of this guy? And I shared this concern with the session of our church, the elders of our church. I said, church elders, you know, this, is what, this is the reality we have. And what are we going to do about it? And in that meeting of the session of the church, one of those elders named Julie Lasher told me, she said, I felt like God was calling me to use my gifts to serve in this way, to help our church reach out to people in a long-term way. So we started a new ministry, Visitation Ministries. She joined as a staff member of our church where she every month checks in with people who are homebound or who have um, difficulty getting to church, where e- it would be easy for us to lose track of people along the way. We check in to find out, make sure that somebody's getting a call or a check in from their church family. It's holy gossip. One of the deacon leaders that I was talking to this week on an email, uh, we were reflecting about all these things happening around our church, around caring ministries, this theme for today. She said this, a quote, the personal way PCLG cares for the congregation is unlike any church I've ever attended. Jesus says to the man in the story who's experiencing healing and change, he says, go and tell your friends, go and share about all that the Lord has done for you, the mercy you have been shown. And today, that's what we're trying to do, to go and tell the good news, to share this holy gossip. So let me take this a little bit further out. Did you know that there's a young woman in our church uh, named Phoebe, and she grew up in our Sunday school? She was part of our youth group, and she was awarded this year the Los Gatos Youth Citizen of the Year Award. That's pretty good. She was honored by the mayor in a, a ceremony at the, at the downtown Christmas tree. She was recognized for her 850 plus hours of community service, 850 plus hours during her high school career. We're really proud of her. It's awesome. Here's the thing the impetus for her, this level of helping and sharing and serving in our community grows out of her own faith and church experience. Where did she learn that kind of stuff? Where did she have experiences doing that kind of stuff? It's right here. She was, she's a veteran of our Mexico mission trip. She was, she was a leader with, along with her mom who brought to us the opportunity to collect um, products for women who experienced domestic abuse and to bless them. She has been leading us as well as in the community. And she's like 19 years old. That's holy gossip, isn't it? I was thinking about the recent March Against Hate that we had in our town, that Los Gatos United March Against Hate. Remember that? And a lot of you showed up. And I'll show you a picture here. You know, people showed up and wore their blue PCLG t-shirts and we started across the street with our Jewish neighbors and prayed and we walked. And throughout the day, I heard from so many people who said, wow, who are these people with these blue shirts? What church is this? Say, said, this is PCLG. This is something that's important to us. We're proud to be here to talk about the kind of neighbors we want to be, the kind of community we want to live in. People who saw it were encouraged. It's a sense of holy gossip. I'll tell you one more. Last one on Pastor Dave's um, bragging about how God is at work in our church sermon. Okay? One more. Um, This week I stopped by the terraces to visit somebody, and I found out they were all closed from, from COVID. How many of you live in the terraces? Anybody live in the terraces? I see you guys. You snuck out. Good job. Um, no, they're allowed out. I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Call security. Um, so I stopped by someone's uh, someone's place, and um, you know, you're not supposed to go in there. So I just sort of kept my distance, but I, I peeked in, and I found this couple, um, Betty and Stuart, and they were sitting at breakfast. Yeah. And maybe they're watching today. Hi, hi, Betty. Um, and, and they were sitting there at breakfast, and you could see it in Stuart's hand. He has a book open. It's a little devotional book called Jesus Calling, a, a daily devotional. And they were having breakfast, and he, his, the book was open as he was reading the daily devotion to his wife. And then at her hand, she has a book. It's a book of God's promises for our lives. And she said after he read that devotional to her, she would read it to him to let God's word be the starting point of their day, to bless each other, to fill each other. And I was amazed, I have to say, to like break into this little moment of their regular lives. It wasn't a setup, like they didn't know I was coming, kind of like a pose. Pastor Dave is here, <laughs> right? Um, I just stumbled into this kind of regular everyday scene, into this holy moment in their lives. And I wanted to share this with you today as kind of a holy gossip. Like, God is at work in our regular, everyday lives, like like for them at at, at breakfast, and maybe for you in those quiet times that you have, or those relationships of care you have, or those conversations that matter that you have. Even in this time of COVID and all the rest that's been going on, even so, God is at work. Jesus says to the man in the story, go home and tell your friends all that the Lord has done for you, and I want to encourage you this week to take that seriously. To think about how you might be called to, um, to join in the holy gossip, not focusing just on what is going wrong, but seeing that God is present and sharing the good news with others. Bad news travels fast, but for good news to travel, it takes God's people with eyes of faith to see something and to say something about it. Holy gossip. May it be so. Amen. Amen.